1: his employees coming to him and they wanted to raise. They talked about the high price of groceries and they wanted to raise. He said, I can't give you a raise. He owns a business in the French Quarter and he blamed the Biden administration for declining business. He blamed the Biden administration for the the economy, which is terrible. Is the economy really terrible? I would think, first of all, if you have a, a business in the French Quarter uh, more than Biden, Uh, Mayor Cantrell and the city of New Orleans are impacting your business. Crime is impacting your business. People are not coming to the French Quarter because of Joe Biden. And I'm not defending Joe Biden. I'm just laying this out. It's a problem with the city. And there are people who want to just automatically blame somebody for for something. And uh, Republicans, conservatives, no matter what happens, they're going to blame the Democrat, or in this case, Joe Biden, for the problem. But how bad is the economy? Uh, Jason Brooks is uh, a money reporter for KCBS and CBS Radio News, and he joins us on WWL. Jason, welcome to the show.
0: Good to speak with you, Scoot.
1: All right, Jason. So how bad is the economy?
0: Uh, The economy is clearly slowing down. Uh, I wouldn't call it bad. Of course, that depends on personal circumstances. Some people could find themselves in a financial situation that sucks, while many others are doing well economic growth has clearly slowed down to about two percent in 2023, but not hitting a recession like many had feared as interest rates have surged to more than two decade highs. Uh, But we are expecting the economy to continue slowing down into 2024. The Fed's updated economic forecast calling for 1.5 percent growth next year. That's still a soft landing for the Fed, but of course, it's going to be a close call. We could see it go into negative territory.
1: Now, now James and I have jason and i have never talked so you know what, what jason says is I, I have no idea what he's going to say so it, it, i don't know he might totally disagree with me we'll we'll find out we don't we don't set up guests that just support what uh what uh I, I might think we set up guests who are experts in in a particular area so um so jason um how much can the president be blamed for the economy
0: Uh, The president is clearly going to have policy impacts on the economy, but it goes well beyond just a president. They're the clear target. I don't care if it's a Democrat or Republican. They're going to take credit for any successes, and they're going to get all the blame for any problems. Uh, You've got a global economy in play right now, and that's been the case for quite some time. And there are many levers at play, and, and we're still feeling the effects Coming out of the pandemic, you had emergency moves by the Federal Reserve, by the Treasury Department, in order to prop up the economy after it was shut down in the spring of 2020. And that's why we have interest rates where they are right now. Uh, you know, good luck trying to get into a home somewhere mortgage rates are high home prices are high and that's going to be a problem the, the one thing that has really helped out the economy has been the labor market uh, we're seeing unemployment claims of around 200,000 that is historically low we're still seeing job gains although they have cooled off in recent months, we do get a September job support tomorrow. That's going to be key, and also for the Fed. Now, as long as the labor market remains strong and unemployment is low, uh, people can – take any hits in the economy a little bit better than if they aren't. If we see unemployment start to rise rapidly, then we'll really start to see economic problems come to fore.
1: And, and I'm not I'm not picking on this call of it called yesterday in particular, but he he, he mentioned a lot of things that people mention. And, you know, there are things that people learn from social media, whether it's liberal or conservative, and there's just a lot of conservative social media out there, they're, they're they're telling people what to believe, and, and some of it may or may not be true. But um, how much did Biden shutting down? We hear that the gas prices are high and the economy is bad because Biden shut down the pipeline. How much did that have to do with oil prices?
0: Uh, that's going to have a modest impact on the price of oil. You, you've also got uh, a new five-year uh, oil plan, uh, offshore lease plan, that's only calling for three sales over the next five years. That's down dramatically from previous five-year plans that ranged anywhere from about a dozen to about 40. Now, the oil industry is bemoaning that, and they say that's going to further hurt U.S. supplies, and that will push up the price of oil. Uh, President Biden doing that move because he wants to increase the amount of offshore wind programs to bring the U.S. to a carbon-neutral stance in 2050. Uh, One thing is clear. U.S. crude supplies are low. They've been dropping in recent weeks. They're at their lowest level since last year price of oil pushed over $90 last week for the first time in 2023. But it's not just because of U.S. oil supplies. You've got OPEC that's been cutting back on output over the past several months dramatically. They're going to keep doing that, and that's diminished global supplies, which has pushed up the price of oil. You've got heavier demand in India and China, and when you've got lower supplies and high demand, that pushes up the overall price of oil for all of us.
1: All right, if you're just tuning in, I'm Scoot, and we're talking to uh, Jason Brooks. He is a money reporter for KCBS and CBS uh, Radio News, and we're talking about the economy. And it came up on the show yesterday. Um, a caller was talking about his business, and employees wanted a raise. He couldn't give him a raise, and he really blamed uh, Biden for that. Uh, I mentioned that if you have a, a business in the French Quarter, the, the the city and crime in the city may have a bigger impact on your business than, than, than Biden. But um, Jason is talking to us just about the economy in, in general and things like oil prices and the pipeline. Pipeline, And so the pipeline uh, that Biden shut down did have a moderate uh, impact on on gas prices, on oil prices, right?
0: Absolutely. Uh, there was a moderate impact. Can't put it beyond that, though. Uh, there's a lot of drilling that's still taking place. Uh, and an interesting facet of all of this is that in August, uh, when it comes to U.S. international trade, the U.S. exported one and a half billion dollars worth of oil and it imported one and a half billion dollars worth of crude oil. So, uh, an even exchange in that regard. Uh, it's it's easy to blame one facet on an increase in prices, but yet there are there are dozens of reasons behind any of that. And the big one right now, I mean, the really big one is just that OPEC has cut production, and you've got demand that has bounced back big time in China. Uh, China's COVID. Uh, restrictions were much more severe. They lasted much longer. And that economy only started to really reopen this past year, albeit very slowly. But they have been drinking up as much oil as possible in the past several months along with India. And that high demand with those low supplies has got those gas prices up. I'm telling you, around the Bay Area here uh, you'd be hard pressed to find a gallon of gas for below $6. Wow. And we've actually gotten a break in recent days, down about 20 cents a gallon. So, yeah, we feel the pain.
1: Yeah, Jason is in the uh, San Francisco bay area i filled up uh, the other day and it was a uh, 419 i have used premium uh, oh in my car but it's a 419 which you know it's it's a lot for our area but it's uh, cheap for you guys
0: yeah i think i did it uh, 619 the other day and i i was actually oh. upset because i noticed uh, the day before it was 15 cents less and i'm like i think i can go one more day before filling it up and yeah. yeah i i paid a price for waiting
1: the price of groceries are high who's to blame for that
0: Well, that goes along with everything else when it comes to inflation. Uh, Groceries are more expensive in part because fuel prices are more expensive. It costs more to ship groceries from the distribution point to various stores. Uh, We have seen food prices come down significantly in the past year. That has been one aspect of inflation that has shown some improvement, albeit... Prices for food for 2021 and 2022 absolutely skyrocketed. So even though prices have come down in the past year, they're still not where they were a couple of years ago. Uh, Gas prices are a major problem, though. Uh, Since August, they have risen considerably. And gas prices made up over half of the overall consumer price index inflation gain in the month of August. And gas prices cited by people for a big reason why consumer confidence fell to a four-month low last month. Uh, so as long as gas prices and food remain relatively high, that is going to be a problem for most Americans.
1: Right, Jason, so the, the oil companies are—I've um, read some of the oil companies are making record profits at a, at a time when gas prices are up. You know, whatever the situation is, they've got to be loving the current situation.
0: Yeah, the the oil companies, Exxon, Chevron, ConocoPhillips, have done extremely well over the past couple of years of oil prices. Now, when you think of oil prices pulling back earlier in the year, that was a bit of a problem for them, but they have come back. Uh, Stocks in those companies have done well, Uh, although over the past couple of days, we've seen a bit of a pullback with the price of oil and massive profits to go along with that. And that will clearly be a target for many people out there when the oil companies are able to get massive profits while gas prices are going up. The oil companies say they need that money in order to reinvest into exploration and refining and and things of that nature. But that's not going to go over well with most people when they're filling up at the tank and it's them a pretty penny
1: are the oil companies greedy i mean if they're making record profits and we're paying more for gas uh is there any any concept of uh, passing their record profits on to us to keep the price of gas down a little bit
0: well i don't think you're going to see that from the oil companies uh you know when it comes to corporations the key thing for them is pleasing shareholders and shareholders want to see bigger profits and want to see the stock go up so that's what they're going to go for uh naturally you'll have government leaders on, uh, you know, profits to be diminished and be passing that on to consumers. That's something that always goes over well with the voters. But I don't think you're going to see anything right now that's going to compel the oil companies to uh, cut the price of fuel that's sold to gas dealers.
1: Is there anything consumers can do? Do consumers have any power when it comes to um, contributing to the economy?
0: When it comes to contributing to the economy, well, uh, let's say, I mean, let's say,
1: uh, let's say um, could consumers do anything to bring prices down? Uh, is the supply and demand part of the equation?
0: Well, it certainly is. And, I mean, if you're talking about and specifically the price of oil, certainly. Uh, if people start driving less, the demand will go down. When demand goes down, the supplies tend to increase. That affects the overall price of oil. Uh, and, of course, you know, people start driving rapidly again after that. You'll see it go back up. But that that is one thing people could do, but it takes a tremendous effort for most people to do that. You've got to, you know, restrict the amount of times you drive. You've got to carpool, take public transportation, or your next car that you buy, you make an electric, that kind of thing. And we're seeing an increase in that. Uh, EV sales, I believe, in the second quarter of this year made up about 7% of overall U.S. vehicle sales. It's still a small number overall but one that is steadily increasing.
1: Jason, I know people who have turned the idea of driving an electric car into a political issue. Um, electric cars are, are new. Some people love them. Not everybody has to have them. Uh, you're not going to be forced to buy an electric car. How much is the emphasis on uh, EV uh, vehicles? How much is this affecting the economy?
0: Well, it's clearly the future of motorized transportation. Uh, We know that we're not going to be using fossil fuels forever to get around, and this is something that has been going on for quite some time, and that momentum is increasing. It's still a small part of it. I think you are seeing people who do make that move. They're basing it off of their thoughts on the environment and try to stop global warming. Uh, but it, it's a very small move still. It's going to take a lot. The charging networks around the country are still at a very early stage. Uh, it takes a while to charge the cars. These technologies are improving and growing and, and uh, being de- uh, deployed more rapidly, but it's still taking some time, and it's not as convenient as it is to just go fill up at the gas station and on your way in your combustible engine. Uh but it is a movement that is taking place and will continue and will become a bigger part of the economy. And Scoot, I, I hate to cut you short here. I, I didn't realize we'd uh, be talking so long. But I've got a uh, live here on KCBS in about two minutes i got to get ready for. Go
1: ahead. Jason Brooks is a money reporter for KCBS and CBS Radio. Thanks for your time.
0: You bet. Good talking with you. All-Star Closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?